0: <laughs> it would be a wolf fan eh I'm
1: going
2: Hello, 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 and welcome to the latest episode of Wolves Fancast. It is a December to remember. We're on an unbeaten winning run in December,
0: boys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> not beat that. I was going to say, uh, yes, it's strange. Yes, it's strange. But uh, we are going to talk about Wolves' dramatic 2-1 win against Everton. As well as looking forward to the... Um, Man United game on New Year's Eve. Um, but first of all, guys, we've had Christmas. How was your, um, how was your Christmas, Tom? Yeah, it's a lot
0: better after yesterday, let's face it. I mean, I think that's that's the present we all wanted, wasn't it, really? Let's face it, it beats it, you know, beats any present under the tree, that one. Um, but no, all good, yeah, family time and all its glory. Um, and yeah, like I say, topped top off by yesterday's win, so yeah, no complaints from me.
2: Josh, how about you? Uh, yeah. Christmas break.
0: Yeah, really good. Really enjoyed it. Like I say,
1: yesterday was like really topped it off. That was better than. That's all I wanted was Santa to just bring me them three points, and fortunately he did. So, no, it was all good. Thank you very much.
2: I was saying, it felt like a weird shift because obviously we've had the World Cup the last month, which was, which was fantastic. And, you know, to kind of go from that f- final um, last Sunday, of, you know, just two powerhouses going at it. It gets to 3-all and, you know, then you sort of have to come down of watching Wolves play a little bit. <laughs> um, which was sort of the case for parts of it, but we'll, we'll talk lineups first and obviously we'd seen Lopetegui's first game against Gillingham which was a bit of a non-starter in terms of it being a League Cup game against lower-level opposition. So this felt like the first real statement, first real game for him. And his lineup didn't really change all that much from the Gillingham game. The only main change was Hwang coming in. Um, And of course, Hodge getting a start. I mean, the the big sticking point for me, and there's not an awful lot you can do about it, is that midfield three. There's not a lot of variety in there when you've, you know, without Troy away in the middle of the park at the moment.
0: I'm I'm amazed that Nunes didn't start. Mm. I, I don't get it for me. Mm. I mean, Hodge is all right. I, I don't, you know, I'm not locking the guy at all, but he's just, he's granted Nunez, you know, he's not set the world alight, but you can tell he's got ability. I mean, you know, the our winner showed that and, and I thought he showed that even in the like 15 minutes he was on against Gillingham. Um, so I say I went not like nothing against Hodge, but yeah, I was much the same. And also, It's a. If you look at that eleven, it's tiny. It's so small. You've got about you've got about four or five players there that are less than like five nine, which is going to be. It's you know I was showed from the corner as well. You know, it's it's the size is important. It's such a physical league, the Premier League, and you know. You got to get you got to get bodies in there with a bit of bit of size, and that's what again what Troy brings. I think that you know Bubakar Troy at least he brings when he's when he's playing. And you got you know Matinho, you know, you've got Matinho and Hodge either side of, of Neves. There's just no, there's no physicality in there for me.
1: No, it... yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah, call that. I, f- I also feel as well like I was a little bit disappointed. Eh? It felt like the players who played well against Gillingham, albeit very much of a non-starter, it was. It didn't feel like they got rewarded. Like mm. Nunes, come on. Had a nice cameo. I thought Jimenez played really well, but you couldn't stand fitness. I knew he, again, looked good. I guess you could say Juan got in there, which is fair enough. But it was just, and like you say, the, the height thing as well. I, I don't know if you saw, but I put on Twitter at like 2.37, I put in the group chat, Mina's definitely going to score against us off a set piece. <laughs> you 20 minutes in, he got it right. But it was just it's little things like that. And, you know, against Everton, we're fortunate enough to get away with it to a certain degree. But against a better team, you're gonna struggle. Like I'm watching United now, and they putting they'll put Forrest to the sword. You know, two in looks squad, two in a couple of minutes, and it's just you want to see when players play well, get rewarded. It doesn't feel it didn't feel like that happened, but I guess in the end, it, we got the right result, so who really cares?
2: Yeah, I think uh, I, I I agree with all the points. To be fair, so the, the height one and the in that middle of the park is a is a huge sticking point, especially like when you compare it to. You know, arguably every other centre midfield in the, in, in the league, that it, it's just not as physically dominating. And when we can't keep the ball, but it's, you know, it's like, what are you offering? And yeah, it, it, it was a strange one. I can understand, I, I was happy to see Huang start. Say, like, I think it rewarded his form from the World Cup, his appearance against Gillingham as well. Personally, I'd have liked to have seen him less start because I'm not yep. really sold on Costa. But if we're still arguing there's a question mark around him and his fitness benefit of a doubt, I did find it interesting, I guess, the narrative agenda change, I guess. Because if that was a team that Bruno had put out against West Ham um, back in October, I think they'd have been pitchforks. Yeah, um, yeah. that's true. Um, whereas... I don't know, you get the benefit of the doubt. And let say, like, Bukartari is not in the squad, so what else do we expect in midfield apart from Nunes? And yeah, maybe just try to do something a bit different. I don't know. Um, but let's be honest, guys. This isn't really a match for the ages in terms of quality-wise, was it? <laughs>
0: No, definitely not. No, the amount of mistakes, misplaced passes in the first half was—it was embarrassing. Really, to let's let's be honest, mm-hmm. it was really bad. Even like you know, five, ten yarders were going astray. They were like behind the man, or you know, just literally straight to an opposition feet. And that wasn't just us; it was Everton as well. And you, and you could tell it was—it was too it was poor. It was too poor teams. You know, unfortunately. Um, and yeah, so luckily we came off the back of it with a win.
2: Yeah, the, the, the sheer lack of quality for, uh, particularly in the first half, and it, it kind of felt through both teams, and you know, similar to what Josh was saying, like against a good team, we'd be battered. Mm. Um, yeah. it, it was it was really, really worrisome for for a large period. But you know, I, I guess the first main talking point it, it is the Everton goal. Um, Josh, you say Yerimina um, scores. I was going to say an unmarked header. It was less that he was unmarked in <laughs> hindsight and more that he overpowered a guy who was about a foot a foot smaller than mm, him to power just... home. But it, it was, it, again, it's a sort of goal you can see when you're in the bottom three, isn't it? It's just
1: yeah. poor. It's the sort of goal you score when you're in the bottom three as well, like Everton, you know, the big mm. man off the corner. But like, I was watching it back a lot, the highlights, and I know it's easier on and but like, if you watch it back on like the sky highlights, Costa... Is marking no one. And you've yeah. got little Bueno on like six foot odd Mina. Why? You know, what What was the logic beyond that? He was always going to get pushed out the way. And
2: Wasn't so like, was it Matinho or Hodge were marking yeah.
1: Tarkowski
0: as well? Yeah, like, Martini, it, it, it just Martino was on Tarkowski. Kilman was idea. marking no one. Costa was marking no one. Neves was on, I've just watched it back. Um Neves yeah, was on, it's... I think, An- Anana. It was just really bizarre. Kilman standing like, sort of, on the edge of the six yard box, like level with a back post, just literally marking no one. So I don't know if it was that that part zone or part man, but it just didn't work at all.
1: The idea of blocking runners, like, but the problem is it's blocking runners is fine. But when they do like an out swinger and none of your big men, I remember it against Brighton a couple of years ago in the lockdown. Remember every set piece they put in, it was like Mm. out swinger away from all the tall defenders. So they were just getting bullied every time. And I think it was one of those set pieces where it's like, it's, out swinger so none of the tall men are going to get near it not like we've got many tall players anywhere
0: very strange very very strange i I didn't get it at all
1: yeah it almost felt like
2: yeah just the sort of the whole design of the set piece was just completely wrong and you know whether that was you, you know you could definitely argue say like everton exploiting it in terms of you know out swinging corner getting the big man near post away from his marker and yeah I mean it's a good header of the ball don't don't get me wrong but it didn't feel like we did anywhere near enough to to counter it um, and I don't know eight weeks ago I think as a Wolves team we'd have been we'd, we'd have probably crumbled to be honest at that but they didn't and they, they held their nerve and you know, slowly but surely, particularly down the flanks, we, we started to pick up space. And, you know, I first noticed it with Wang on the right. And I, I, I like Wang. I didn't think he played bad, but I don't think right wing's his position personally. But again, you had Podence on the other side. who was getting a bit more joy and He ended up getting the equalizer as well, Um which I guess, depending on how you look at it, was either a fantastic set piece goal by Wolves or a really sloppy <laughs> one from Everton's point of view and I can't quite put my finger on it so I'm just going to go with it. it was a fantastic goal and leave leave it to you guys to talk about it a bit more
0: yeah you're probably you're probably right I'm not even sure if Matinho they were lining Matinho up for the shot because his touch wasn't great he had to improvise I think um, I just found it quite hilariously ironic that out of the However many games we had under Bruno, when he used to do those shitty short corner routines with zero results. Lopetegui's first one yields a short, short <laughs> corner and it yields a goal. you know, the irony on that's mad. Um, but yeah, it's good finish, good ball by Martinez and, and, and good finish. Um, and I think, yeah, as I say, that that's you know we're going to have to get some of our goals while, while we're waiting for these signings to come. And it's, it's by sort of set pieces and, and counter attacks, which are where, where we, cut, we got our two goals from yesterday. For me, it's like.
1: We talk about lack of quality and it feels like the three highest quality players on the pitch of the game yesterday, Neves, Martino, Pedence, were the three that combined for the goal in mm. such a way. You know, for me, I think you just look at it and I know people, you know, Martino's definitely up to the level he has been, but he's still, he's still a good player. I think games like yesterday, he needs, you know, he's got that experience as well and we're going to need that in the running. And I think Pedenza, I know he gets a lot of crap and stuff like that, but I I don't see how you can look at other Wolves wingers and not rate him myself. I think he's the best of like a bad bunch. I just think he is quality for in my opinion. Like, when he when he's a, on it, when he's place, on it he's yeah.
0: great. But he's just hope he, now that, that's it. not his one game in you know, in the next three we're not gonna see him. But that's he's only more that's my hope. Than,
1: than all the other Wolves wingers. Like, Guedes has had one good game in the 20-yard. Mm. out. hasn't had a good game mm. since he's come back from injury and stuff like that. It's like, he swings around the bench, but he's the, he's not very consistent, but he's the most consistent one in, in the books. But <laughs> yeah. And he always to score a goal. You know, he seems yeah. to got his goal, a goal yeah. more than other winger. I agree well, yeah, with I that. that yeah. I
2: mean, that, that's the thing, isn't it? The output-wise, he, he delivers the most. And, definitely last season, I mean, can't be say enough on this season, but last season, you know, our win percentage when opponents within the team was, mm. you know, sky high compared to when it wasn't. He can just be like, just so frustrating as a player, and he it's almost like.
1: Definitely agree.
2: Yeah. If you could almost build half a team around him or have those players who could supplement what his deficiencies are, I think you're set. Um, because you say yeah. he's got a knack of getting in the right places. You know, he scored a couple in those type of areas now, and it was a great finish. And yeah, you know, to take the ball in the position he did not keep his cool says a lot. Um, you say the, the consistency of being able to just do it ninety minutes week in week out. And where we look at it, I look at it as positive. He he doesn't offer out of the opposition, does he? No. I I thought he was going to make that right back. Was it Patterson? I thought he was going to get him sent off at one point just through sheer shithousery. Um, was, <laughs> yeah. Again, we talk about it being a crap game. It was a scrappy one as well. and Wolves, Wolves dragged it that way for certain parts of it as well.
0: I actually thought the best we played in the whole game, maybe, was probably after they after Everton scored. And for the next 15-20, mm-hmm. I think we penned them back. I mean, they had those hurt chances, didn't they, from, that, from our corner where Hodge just played it to no one, and it went straight. Through. Well, him and um, Samada, oh. I think, didn't have a miscommunication, yeah. I and mean, that was bizarre. I actually think Sameda recovers quite well. If you watch it back, yeah. you actually, get, he does recover quite well. But um, the only chances Everton they were the they were probably the better team, or maybe edged it. But the only chances they had were from set pieces and our cock-ups But there were yeah. enough of them to be <laughs> there were enough of our cockups yeah. to be fair for them to, to do it. And like and like Josh, the early better team take takes those in the games away from you before you even into the second half, but. Gotta cut that out now.
2: Yeah, I think it's especially the defence in that first half, and it, it it was all of them. And you know, Co- Collins has got his um critics so far this season, particularly you know that first half on Saturday. He was playing like a man who hasn't played football in six weeks. Yes. but Kilman looked shaky. When, uh, you know, Bruno didn't look. A- amazing for me no, first half no. either no,
0: no I think that's his weakest game he's had I think yeah, since he's coming
2: like all these little things it, it does add up but you know we, we did manage to recover and get that goal before half time and you know we did we it seemed like we did take a step back for certain parts of it and make sure we were a bit more solid at the back but you know they all stepped up their game second half defensively um that back, back, back mm. line and um you know that that's sort of all you can ask for is to be able to grow into a game Unfortunately, on this occasion we weren't overly punished for it we might do against man united because they're clearly much better but um i, I guess the main turning point or the main catalyst for walls wasn't necessarily so much a player but it was actually the manager for once and this almost feels like quite joyful to say and um you know d miles um put on the comments big thanks to anyone who's watching live of course uh, we're much better second half uh Julen showing his credentials already made minor tweaks to a system we looked loads better also early subs made a positive impact i mean yeah let's break it down let's go for the subs first but they're proactive i think they first subs on like the 60th minute and yeah Again, like you compare it to Bruno, where it was like, yeah, 75th, 75th minute, and you know, they're just thinking about bringing on subs. It felt like they were all proactive trying to change something, in
0: my opinion. Yeah, because it triple sub first as well. I think there's yeah. three of them yeah. all came in on at once in yeah. those 60 minutes. It so Nury, that
1: was it Nuri, Adama, and Nunes, was it?
0: I think so, yeah. yeah. And that they're, they're positive players, aren't they? they? They pretty much all replaced players who were. Weaker than them, if that makes sense. I think you know you got yeah. three probably our weakest players replaced by players of better quality. And I don't think Adama did too much to be honest. But again, he's just he's just no. always a, he's he's always a, always he did, a threat. I was
2: going to say he did what you need him to do in those situations. We say it time and time again with him that he's someone who can exploit that space. And even if he doesn't have the output that you you need, and don't get me what you did yesterday because he got the assist or whatever. But he'll at least make that fullback think twice about bombing on.
1: Um, yeah,
2: you say it is it, at least getting place to th- the opposition to think about it. I think N- Nunes was a clearly needed one for Hodge. Um And again, ain't nori he's battling for his place in this side, so he needs to impress as well. So again, it all kind of felt like good decisions that you want to see being made, rather than you know. Oh well it wasn't just a left-back coming on for a left-back. It felt like, oh, actually, he's trying to change something in this game to drag us forward. Um, and again, I think probably the most interesting sub some of them all was um, Toto Gomez coming on, um, which made a yeah. shift to a back five yeah. in the middle of the game, which I don't know if... I was going to say Bruno or uh, Steve Davis would have necessarily done this season to try and, like... I can't remember the last time I've seen a Wolves manager tweak for formation mid-game.
1: So like often. That. Yeah. yeah. The
2: kind mm. of go, no, this ain't working against this style of play. And he, he came out afterwards saying, you know, I, I, I stuck in the extra centre-half because all they kept doing was just trying banging crosses. So, you know, let, let, let's stick in the other centre-half.
0: Yeah, I think he also said it gave the forwards more room, didn't it? Yeah. I think he it said it gave it was more space up front. And I think that looked more like um, the Wolves of of old, you know, it looks very much like sort of early Nuno Wolves where, you know, it was the same shape. Then, you you know, wing-backs pushed forward. Um, And then, yeah, just just space on the counter. And I sound like a broken record, but we've been a counter-attacking team for so long and it just plays to our strengths. You know, Mm -hmm. our strengths that sort of pace out wide, deep-line midfielders. Um, And then, yeah, just break on them. And we did, we sucked them on, you know, and then that was it. Broke numbers forward, and that was it. And that was that was ultimately what won us the game. So, um, like you said after the game, it looks great because it's it's got a you know it's got a win at the end of it. I think we'd have been having a different conversation if we'd have lost that game. I'm sure people would have been saying, Definitely. you know, he, he went negative yeah. and he went he went an extra man at the back and everything like that. But you know, um, there's a like new manager bounce or, or what have you. But uh, yeah, we'll give him credit for this one. He did 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 good.
2: Yeah, well, I guess that that that's the difference, though, isn't it? Between I was going to say it, it's a fine margins of football, but yeah, we, we've seen it enough times that you know, you know, let's say Nuno against Seville, when we just could, we just pegged in, and it just felt that like an air of inevitability. But the whole point of doing that tactical shift that he did was to, you know, solidify us, making sure I guess to an extent that we leave with a point. And
0: Point. Yeah, he was definitely. Yeah. I think so. Yeah,
2: you know, but he almost laid. In my opinion, I guess it goes back to his subs thing that he laid the groundwork earlier, in terms of the, players you know, coming on and doing the yeah, difference. Because all the, the three, the three subs um, who he mentioned um, was it eight nor- so the 60th minute triple subs were eight nori, nunes, and Triore. Yeah, who were three combined for the goal. So, yeah. I, I mean. Yes, we we probably put in a little bit of theory to make the facts or whatever, but yeah. I don't know you, 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 you. I can't quite take it. There's there's a lot of bit improvements needed, both on a person level, player level, and also on a wider team level as well. Because you know we did not control that a lot of that play. It happened in spits and spells, um, and there were too many low level. Player performances, you know, not not to kind of call out too many young players, like. But Joe Hodge, I it think was I think safe wasn't was it? Yeah, very
0: um, safe.
1: Very safe. I think yeah. Semedo was lots well, like Semedo I find it quite interesting as well. I don't know what everyone else thinks, but like of Totti Gomez, I think he come on, and I think the last I remember after the Forest, everyone was giving him pelters. He's now good, but I think he played in the three at the back end against Arsenal, and he played yesterday, and he come on, and I think. He doesn't look too far off Collins and Kilman level, which I think is quite concerning considering Collins and Kilman are our first two. (laughs) I think Gomez gets better with every game. He looks really assured, especially in the five and, like, especially in the centre of the five as well. You trust him more than Collins or Kilman to win a header, I think, at the back. It's really strange. It's like he's a good backup, but I don't think Collins or Kilman are that good either. You know, I think you could put Totti in for one of them, and I don't think you'd see that much of a difference myself mm.
2: i think all of them look more assured in a back three slash five mm, definitely. i think they, they definitely all do better with that safety numbers and again you know collins i thought looked a lot better second half in general and he always just see i mean try to work it out around collins because i think he had a half decent start through to his walls campaign up mm. until that's sending off and he's just been tat as ever since but he almost just needs to focus on doing the simple things right, nice, which he hasn't yeah. been doing. And like, you know, he seems to be someone who likes to live on the edge a little bit, almost like early day Richard Stearman, where he would yep. just try something. that not always pan out, and it, you know, he's a bit gangly, so it it, it tells. But <laughs> I can see a back. I can see a back free of Kil. You know, and, and to be fair, we know Kilman's quality. We saw it last year in a okay you know, good to decent side with us last season, but that wasn't a back three. So I don't know. Um, we've got miss particular. I, I don't think he's awful by any stretch of your imagination. Is he top tier? Do I see him pushing on and really kind of nudging one of those out of the team? No, but it's not, I think he's a more than a, you know, more than ample deputy. In, you know yeah. Essentially he's coming as the replacement for Sace. Um, in terms of being at the centre half of the moment and you know he, he doesn't put in awful performances he does what's needed for him um so i'm a fan of him i'd like it say whether he can do it in a back form in the premier league though I'd, i've still got a question mark over no. it, but
0: yeah. I, I think it's absolutely well. It's absolutely critical we get a centre half in January. And it, it's oh, obvious. It, 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 it's obvious that we're getting. If there are three centre halves on January thirty first, then we're going down. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's just unfortunate. It's just the facts. I think one of the issues with Collins is he, he's have, he's into to a new team, and then he's having to he's having to organise and marshal that, that defence. So he's not concentrating on his own game as much. So it's if, like like if use a cricket analogy. You know, often you know, captain the, the form just drops because they've got so many other things to think about. I think he just needs he needs an organizer, leader, someone next to him rather than him being the organizer. Because Kilman, we know Kilman was not a, not a leader and organizer. He's not vocal enough. Um, I also think that the the high pr, the, the high press that that Lopetegu clearly is trying to implement and how we were, we were playing high press and mid block it just exposed them so much and we actually mm-hmm. it's so obvious that they're just not. Good enough on the ball to play in that system, so yeah. it's absolutely critical that we get um, either someone someone who can play in the middle of a three. Because I'm not sure, totally can't play in the middle of a three for me. I think he has to go in one of the wider areas for me. But um, yeah, centre, centre, someone who plays play centre of a three, or someone who can who can organise Kilman or and or Collins. You know, as a as a as a back as a in a back four. Um, and it'll happen. I'm almost certain of that. take's not stupid. He, it's it's obvious to us. So it'll be obvious to him.
2: Yeah, I think um, there's a lot of talk going around, isn't there? I think um, Matt Hobbs, great name. Um, <laughs> <come in. laughs> Every time I see it pop up, I'm like, are we related? I don't know.
1: <laughs> I hope so. I <laughs> think great. Get inside scoop. Yeah, get inside scoop.
2: Exclusive interview. Fancast exclusive. Um, Here I, I, we go. I only, I only want to be related to... If he does a good job, there we go. That's fine. (laughs) Um, You know, talking about, um, we're in talks with two other players as well. So, hopefully, hopefully, that's in my opinion that needs to be a centre midfielder and the centre half. And again, uh, what I find deeply concerning, and it's for multiple reasons. Don't get me wrong. Is that we went in, you know, we went into this transfer window saying, yeah, we need new striker, new midfielder, new centre half. We need a new spiner for the team basically. It's like, mm. We spent 100 plus million in the summer. Mm, summer
1: yeah. Yeah.
2: Collins, Nunes, and Kladnich. And again, but I think it's not necessarily indicative of the last transfer window, but of the previous five that we just haven't had those consistent reinforcements. And, you know, I like trial Ray in the middle of the park. I think, he, you know, I found him a good player to watch, but. Again, we still need that bit more because if we're relying on Joe Hodge and Matino as, you, you know, as a midfield too, you're in
0: trouble, aren't you?
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it it screams. We're in the position we're in for a reason. So hopefully, it does feel like there's been a bit of a mindset shift around the club um, in, in terms of investing. Because you're right. If our I guess our top three centre halves at the club are Collins, Kilman, and um, Gomez.
1: We're in trouble, aren't it's we? It's gonna be a long
2: eighteen <laughs> games
1: in it, boys. Um, you know that's such a rough three to have, especially. I just think, as well, it's kind of hard to to pick who plays next. Say we get a centre off, in who do you put next to him? Yeah. That, you know, I think you could pick the names at yeah, and your performance levels not going to be too much different. Or yeah, you know, and it just depends what they're going to do. And like you know, I've read about that Garcia apparently a few times. We've read his clothes and stuff like that, and. The problem I've got is Spanish centre-halves never seem to do them that great in the Premier League. They always seem to struggle, so I'm just hoping it's not enough for one of them. It's like, we have, four, we have five shit centre-halves, then you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, I
2: was going to say, the other player I sort of want to talk about was Diego Costa. Because I've been thinking more and more, and like, we, we signed him in pretty emergency circumstances. It... <sighs> I don't quite know really what he's bringing to the table. Apart uh, from he's literally someone who has played centre-forward for 15 years of his, you know, been a professional impression. career.
0: Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's but all the, he's bringing in. I was so, going
2: to yeah. say, but <laughs> is he even doing that? be like, you know, the, the only things I can think of him doing is getting a needless red card against um, Brentford. That's the only, that is the only thing of significant note he's he's done. And, hey, look, Dean, I, I see it in the comments. Yes, he gives you a shit house. <laughs> yes, he gives you some decent Instagram stories and things like that. But, I don't know. Again, we're hopefully Kuna's going to come in and give us that, I don't know, energy at front. The front, but yeah. Because we, 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 de- we need pace at front. We need, we're, we're, we're so clearly lacking it, whether it's with Costa or even with Jimenez pre-injury as well. We just don't have that. You know, bit of acceleration to kind of stretch to centre halves because it must be it must be the easiest job in the world to be centre halves coming up against walls at the moment. Walls, yeah. Um, but that's
0: that's another. They don't run the channels, do they? That's another thing where it's a bit, it feel a bit harsh when to go at the centre halves because they're passing, it, they're trying to pass it around because. They know if they knock it up front, it's just going to come straight back. It's not. It, it's got to be directly to Costa mm-hmm. to have half a chance of us retaining the ball, and I mean directly to him. They can't even put it in the channels and and you know and rely on someone chasing it because it isn't going to happen. So yeah. I think it, again that doesn't help with with our you know sort of sloppiness. Let's say at, at the back as well. So I, th- I, th- I think it, that that was obviously. A, a, ma- a massive sign um, signing, a massively important signing was was a player like Kurnia just to just to give us something more up front because he's a high press forward and that's what we need.
2: Yeah, I think um, you know we, we've essentially not had that threat in behind since what Jota, you say?
0: Mm. God, yeah. Really no, N- Neto yeah.
2: gave it gives a little bit of that extent, but not to to a degree that Jota would be always looking, you know, in, in, in behind. behind. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you know something I've always screamed at Adama Toreau, he needs to do more. Because Definitely. Because why, why wouldn't you have your fastest player They're just ready, ready to break the lines at any time? I don't It'd know. It'd be
1: so easy for him. That's what I can't wrap my head around. It'd be so easy for him. He yeah. wouldn't have to beat three players. he just put the ball in behind. But just going back to Costa quickly, I think he, I'll give him a little bit of leeway. Because the same thing with Jimenez. It is so bad to play up front for Wolves because he doesn't yeah. get no service. Mm. What do you, what does he need to do? But then I also look that you know the one yesterday, I think he got the ball left side of the box, second half. And he ran across and he ran across. And I thought you're gonna pull the trigger any second. Yeah. Then he tried the back in. it went to no, and it was like that just summed it up so far for like Costa's career, but at Wolves. But it's hard to say because I'd like say it's, what 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 do you want him to do? I'd rather people take the mick out of that Nunes at Liverpool, but I'd rather my striker be missing three chances a game than never get. They get him uh, one chance mm. every four games. Mm. You know, I can't yeah. remember having a, a chance where I thought he should score that, or a chance where I think he should do better with that. No. There's a, just never the palace.
0: It. The palace one's the only one I can think of. Yeah, the one he had against yeah, Palace. That's, that, that is literally it. To be fair,
1: maybe that header in the first half yesterday when Pickford, but he was stretching. But other than that, yeah. we don't create nothing. So what do you want him mm. to do? It's such a hard thing.
2: Yeah. yeah it... it, it it is so indicative of how poor we are as a team. Cause don't get me wrong. You know, I'm critical of him because I think he's probably on astronomical wage as well. But what, what else he do, because again, we we know when he came in, he's not exactly someone blessed with pace and he wasn't in the high point of his career, but we, we're not a smart enough side to be able to play to anyone's strengths at the moment, which is a, which is a real shame. Um, Overall, though, we have got the win, which you know was not something I necessarily thought we would do. And got to take these when you can, especially when you're in position that we're in. We are still—I was going to say—as as of time of recording, um, you know, uh, 18. But that win—it does make things look a little bit
1: definitely in
2: the league table. Um, at the moment, you know, we're uh, with games in hand and things like that. Yes, I know. But we are three points off Bournemouth in 14th. And don't get me wrong. We're going to talk after a break about Man United, etc., etc. But yeah, it might just be my Christmas joy. But it's the optimism starting to creep back into play again.
0: It was huge. Know. That was yesterday. I, 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 I still think it was... It, 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 don't get me wrong, we didn't play well. I don't think we played well. Um, we were okay. We weren't great. Um, we just happened to come up against a shit team. Um, but I think it's a, it's a massive win that is for me because I think it just gives the momentum. It, it sort of lifts yeah. off Lopetegui. It's a show of sort of for the new signings as well, a potential new signings that were a team You know, that have still got... Fighting us. Um, the celebrations at the end are really good to see. I think, you know, it showed a lot of togetherness. The celebrations from Lopatagi on the bench uh, was great. Um, so I think it does just gives everyone a bit of a lift, which I think was really needed because if we'd have lost yesterday, it'd have been, you know, yeah. really down. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. I guess the other side of the coin is that, yes, it was a big win for us. And it's almost like I saw comparisons to the 3 2 win against Villa last season, and sort of Bruno's reaction was quite unemotive. But I remember on the podcast we said that was like kind of a defining win for Bruno at that point. But he didn't rehab, changed his
1: season around, didn't it? Then, yeah, that would have been big if he'd lost that,
2: yeah. uh, But this game feels like this for Lopetegui I know it's only his first game, but as our season as a whole, this feels like it could be a genuine turning point in terms of the. Look, we we went from behind. We played crap, but we dug in, and we mm. managed to get three points. And I think if we stay up,
1: huge thing. That'll be the game we look back and go, that was the game that kept us up almost. Because mm. yeah. you know, if we'd lost, we'd have been seven adrift, and it would have been completely different. But it's just one of them, you know. I think it's kept us in touching distance. I think we got two tough. Oh, you we know we got United Saturday. Villa, uh, Villa. I think that'll be a really tough game because mm. they do look good under Emery. And then we've got West Ham at home in the league after that. And you think that at the minute that's another big game. But again, we're at home. You get a you get a win there, and it's all, that's another side you've dragged into it.
2: Yeah, but actually, if we come away out of, I like how we're just writing off a Man United game. But um, mm. yeah, if we come out of Villa and West Ham with four points, all of a sudden, yeah, we'd we'll probably still we'll still be what probably. 16th at best, um, if that, but it'll just look a little bit cheery. And I get the other side of the coin for us being a huge win for us and being a big morale boost for it, for us. What's it doing for the team? We're just above us in Everton, because you yeah. know that it's a bad old place at the best of times. Sometimes good as some part, but yesterday that must have been, you know, that must have been
1: properly toxic. I think not. that's what lost in the game which was the crowd. I completely they agree. was throwing completely that agree. ball. Threw the ball forward because the crowd was getting on the backs, and then that's of course, and to go up the mm-hmm. v- to go the render and score like it's kind of crazy. How you think, like if that had been at Molyneux, we'd have been the same. Like throw the ball forward, and then you're like, like we've conceded, you are know, like you conceded notes. It's crazy how these fine margins and how much momentum and outside factors affect football.
2: Yeah, and I think that what I guess pays is having a is having a I guess a technically and technically tactically astute manager to be able to hold your nerve in those situations um which i guess frank lambard isn't at the moment <laughs> if you say like to, just because they, 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 they did bottle it um which was lovely to see um we're going to talk about man united game um and a little bit about the january transfer window right after a short break we will see you guys in just a second see you in a sec Hi, it's Richard from Fancast here. Just interrupting today's show before we get back to some uh, questionable opinions and opinionated questions to talk to you a little bit about our sponsors, Pixel Yetting Media. They are a design agency that put you and your business first from web design, logo and branding design and marketing. If you have any marketing needs, get in touch with them to find out how they can help you get it right. They are over at pixelyettingmedia.com. Now let's get back to a show where we can give you some really forced wordplay, niche cultural references and maybe even a bit of football talk. Hello, welcome back everybody. Um, before we talk about Man United, um, it has been confirmed, we got confirmed on Christmas Day I believe that uh, Matthias Skuna has signed for Wolves. It will be a, um, a one of those lovely loans with obligation to buy, um, which... Never really sits right with me, but apparently the obligations aren't around are staying up.
0: Which Jesus, it's, just, just it's just happening regardless. It's just a way of financing it slightly. You uh, can see was
1: yeah. going down in the championship, and he'd have the four K fifty million quid. Card. You can, <laughs> yeah, I've seen the headline already. Like, oh, man. It, it's and so he scored rough. three goals in forty six, and it's like like a vast sometimes. That like, oh my god,
2: yeah, I just it, it it chills me, and I. I guess because well, what's the um what's the fee? Is it forty fifty or something like that?
0: It's a it's a I've heard 40, 40 million 40, 40. euros. Is it no it's forty million euros that could potentially go up to fifty million euros? So it's assuming like forty what... three
1: million
2: quid or something like
0: yeah. that.
2: Yeah. I mean, I was gonna say it is a lot for a player who doesn't necessarily have the highest goal scoring record. Um but you could have said the same thing about Jimenez. Mm,
1: true.
2: So well, it's. Keep positive. It, it,
0: it, he hasn't it, played it, much up front, though. Like, if you look at his stats, he, I think he had a whole season where he played wide left. Simeone ball so is rough as well. Yeah, like, yeah. Look at Joe Felix.
1: Everyone yeah. like, loves him so much, but he does nothing. Simeone's system is like really tough to play. Very few strikers look good in that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was um, it was at Berlin, wasn't it? Where he, I guess he had his his hot streak, um, but you know it's going to be interesting to see i mean I, to be fair i don't assign too much to the transfer fee itself because it's all relative and frankly if he's the catalyst to what mm. keeps us up then 50 million doesn't really matter 40 million doesn't matter yeah. in the grand scheme of things yeah. because it's so much smaller than what we lose out from getting relegated um and i guess yeah, i said right there there's talk of a player signing um, again are we still sort of very much from what I saw recently it wasn't so much um, a particular player but it's looking to sign another goalkeeper for in quotes be more um, be more of a competition for Jose Sarr
0: I think there's more to it than that I think I might be wrong but I think we're at the limit of foreign players or oh, we're close to the limit on foreign players and Sarkic yeah. isn't I don't think Sarkic counts as homegrown because although we came from Villa I think and I might be wrong, I think he was at Belgium, maybe Andelect or someone like that, I think, um, in his youth, so I don't think he counts as homegrown. And if we're signing all these players, that's why I think yeah. there might be some truth in the rumour that there's a there's a Jimenez rumour today, isn't there? And um, even Costa, whether they have to not register um, Kalajnic or Chiquinho as well, because they're... In yeah, so that,
1: Mad, madly said on the Athletic, we can do to them too but like you say we're at the limit aren't we so yeah that's why we might be after a couple of british players as well exactly
0: yeah i, th- I think that's the, it, a yeah bit. yeah and obviously a number two keeper you know that's the reason you know that a lot of the big clubs do it isn't it they sign journeyman scott, number three yeah. just for Car- purely Car- for the yeah <laughs> yeah. So, yeah
2: scott carson's of the world I did very much enjoy with Scott Carson. I think he did a uh, little interview last week saying he's had the worst six weeks of his professional career because all he's had to do is face shots from Erling Haaland in training <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but, but, for, yeah. for weeks. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be it's gonna be an interesting transfer window because there definitely seems to be a bit more proactiveness from the club in terms of getting these players. And even, even signing Kuna now feels a bit refreshing for... You know, we're not on the 20th of January and he's coming through with, you know, just, I I believe he's even at, yeah, I think he's even at the club at the moment, just, he has to do, like, individual training until he actually officially signs, but, again, it just means we might hit the ground running for once, Um, Mm. just gotta hope he doesn't tear his ACL, Um, (laughs) but, (laughs) up next on New Year's Eve, we have got the early kickoff, off 12.30 on BT Sport against Man United. I think it's gonna be a really interesting game because we usually turn up against Man United, um, so like the the I guess my heart is telling me we're gonna do something here, um, but they've also got that they're such an inconsistent
1: side. Yeah.
2: You know, like, you, you look at it and, you know, 20 goals for, 20 goals against, you know, eight wins, two draws, four losses. four They them. They are just a side where if you the game, you, 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 if you If you're not on your game, they or do they're doing a we could be facing it. We could be facing it this afternoon. How, how are you feeling about this ball?
0: I don't think we should be. I mean, don't get me wrong. We've got to play so much better than we did yesterday. Um, if we play like we yesterday, we'll lose. That's just a fact. Um, but I don't think you know they're not. They're not Man City. Um, you know they're not the team they were. And like you say, we do generally have a reasonably good record. I'm I'm hoping Molyneux will be, we bouncing. Not, like, not overly convinced with early kickoffs. I think it's better when they're a bit later. But um, you know, to Lopetegui's first, you know, home league game with us um, so obviously the back of a win a really important win last minute win um, so let's hope we can just get create that intimidating atmosphere and and as I say I think it, again it might play to our strengths because we, again you know, we're better on the counter so um, it's the defence of the heads on we've got half a chance Yeah
2: I was going to say for for anyone who's listening live and has decided not to watch the game at the same time Man United are currently
1: 2-0 up um, yeah they look good Morris. well I don't know they've not been that good they've the one off a set piece and one on a counter-attacks but Forest have had just as much of the game to be fairness like <laughs> I think United it's hard United it's, it's going to sound really strange if Dalot's not playing we've got a good chance of a point like that sounds really strange to say but the way they play with the full-backs and things like that I think mm. if Dalot's not playing I, I think we've got a great chance and like Shaw's in at the center off and stuff and you feel like I know, he just said it, but Costa, this is your chance, mate. Get him against Shaw. <laughs> um, he always has a rough
0: ride against us, isn't he, Luke Shaw. He's not, yeah, he doesn't like yeah. Molyneux. He gets battered. he He gets battered Yeah. No, Dama, get gets battered <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I know what you. Mean. I was going to say, Tom. I know what you mean about it. It might just be recent history, uh, but I'd much rather be playing him at like that half five kickoff. Yeah. yeah you know, re, you know, properly under the Molyneux lights really heavy atmosphere um, and you don't always get that your midday kickoffs, Um which, which is a struggle I'd be fascinated to know what our record is from a you know lunchtime kick-off on a Saturday in the Premier League because off the top of my head it's not screaming that we do well in it
1: Last time we one
2: one
0: genuinely
2: a I'll I'll, I'll, I'll uh... um...
0: Oh, I can't even say it. Didn't Leicester? Did we play Leicester early? One that Leicester yeah, game. that's the was last one three. three.
1: Yeah,
0: I think that was an early game, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: Um,
0: yeah um, there aren't been many.
1: We don't. Do, we we, we didn't played then in nineteen twenty because, like, obviously we was in the Europa League, so we was awesome to kick off. We yeah. had
0: we had City. We had City early in you know the early game on a Saturday this year. Back yeah. So,
2: so yeah, it's, it's it's not what I feel like that does us much mm-hmm. much credit, but from a Wolves perspective. Would you like to see a starter back three slash five, depending on how you yes. you like?
0: Yeah, I, I, don't I don't think we've got a choice. I don't think we've got a choice, if it's if, if they're ex, if they get exposed as much as they did against their poor Everton side, hmm. um I think we I think we've got it. Um I don't I don't think I wanna to see Totty in the middle there, but I don't know who else you'd do.
1: Because again no, I think you've got to play a three at the back because um... I think the only thing that concerns me is if I'd you've got to play three, four, three and not play like Eight New up front. honestly I know that sounds a bit crazy to say, but I'll put Eight New, like the front three. Um but like I think the only thing that concerns you is like Fernandes dropping off the lock like the midfield and things like that getting in beyond Nevers. But it's, it's tough to say, isn't it? I think you've got to play a at the back otherwise they will just rip us apart like especially on the counter attack. But I think our strength will be on the counter attack, especially not three up front. Yeah
2: I was gonna mm. say I think it would it would be a the variation of whether you go for a three or a two and you keep you know Nevis, Martino Hodge, or you sacrifice Hodge. Um, sounds very dark when you say it like that. Um, but yeah. whether you sacrifice Hodge and you say you have maybe because there's been a lot of talk about playing eight Norie as that wide foot in that wide forward. I think I'd be tempted to start eight nori regardless. Um, yeah. Whether you start him as mm-hmm. wing back or you're starting him as it, it guess in a slightly further advanced position because he can help with that doubling up of needs. If need be, um, otherwise I'd be tempted to see Huang and Costa at front personally, um, or Huang uh, or um, Costa and Guedes because I thought Guedes had a really good game against Arsenal when he was very much yeah. in, is, um... in a more central position. I think that that really suited him. Um, so de- definitely, I think three, three at the backs got got to be the way to go because I think you know otherwise you're right. We're just gonna get. Ripped to shreds, and it's not not what anybody wants on a um, on New Year's Eve, is it?
0: No, no. Yeah. But hey, let's be positive. Let's be positive. And yeah, so get a po- point out of this. Yeah. And then you got your four. You got your four out of your last two, which is great. And then, um, yeah, and hopefully the new signings come in and, and let's well, go a right now. Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm. I, that's what I'm thinking. I think you know, there's nothing that I think I've seen off Wolves. This season and the the glimmers that we saw yesterday that don't go again we weren't great, but I think if we just play it you know a bit bit more of that counter attacking almost going Definitely. back to our roots then i am quietly confident to be honest um but let us have your score predictions gents what what are we thinking
0: uh I'll go with my classic one or. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say that as well. I'll go yeah. entertaining three old draw. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. yeah. <laughs> it,
2: just, it feels it has one 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 written all over it. If no, we're not free, yeah. it's not going to be a uh, you say like a a three all jobby or whatever. But um there are quite a few. I say everyone's playing over the New Year's period. Um, I've, I've pulled up all the games that um, are going on. Seeing, so, you know, I guess. Any of the others that take your fancy on Friday, we've got West Ham, Brentford and Liverpool, Leicester. Um, on New Year's Day, we've got Spurs, Villa, Forest, Chelsea. And then on Saturday on New Year's we've obviously got us versus Man U, Bournemouth Palace, Fulham, Southampton, Man City, Everton. Pray for Everton on that one. Um, Newcastle, Leeds and Brighton, Arsenal. Um, any games that pick your fancy on there? I think def- Brighton Arsenal would be. A, Arsenal, yeah, 100%. Definitely.
1: Yeah.
0: That'll be yeah, a cracker of a game. Oh, it should be a good game, that. Yeah.
1: New, I can't remember how well Newcastle are doing. They just keep going. They're like a, a machine. How well they keep playing. you know, It's been one of the stories of the season. Just how well Hedio keeps and playing. It's been fantastic to watch, to be fair.
0: It, it gives me more confidence as well, because that is generally... Yeah. That's just a managerial change, really. If you look at you the, just, the players... At, I mean, yeah, yeah, the players like that... They're, they're, Joe Linton, Chris Wood and Elmora. You know, yeah. they're just they're bog-standard, well, you know, what the and word bog-standard players. And
1: the look how well they've done. You've got, like, exactly. one or two star editions, which is, like you say, I think that's what, even when we were bottom of the league, you kept thinking, like, looking at, oh, if we could just do, like, a Newcastle, maybe not be second, you know, I wouldn't say now to that, but, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, if you could just be a little bit better in improved players. I think that's the thing. New managers will breed confidence in new players. I think Huang's partially that, you know... Breno. little little things like that you just got to hold on to now.
0: Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah, com- completely agree. Um, so yeah, we're keeping out for those fixtures um, over the weekend as well because hopefully some of those results go our way and we can get something out of Man United. Yeah, yeah. Um, just one Twitter corner question I wanted to post to you guys um, from um, from Twitter, uh, it says which World Cup players will come out with a point to prove? Now I didn't know whether this was Wolf centric or wider so I'll let you kind of take it either way I think I was thinking of this myself from a wall space. I think definitely Hwang because he looks a completely different player when he plays for Korea yeah
1: yeah like, I agree there's some confidence
2: some of, yeah like some of the stuff he was doing I was like is this our lad
1: yeah this, um,
2: so I I do quite like him I've got a weird soft spot for him because he seems like a really lovely man but i need i need to see that if we've got the the korean wang then again we've got someone who can really help us do something this season otherwise we sort of we've got yet another wide forward who doesn't really make any many goals or assists
0: yeah yeah i agree yeah you could add a row to that mix as well whether whether if he gets if he gets a chance um I mean, it was bizarre. it was a bit weird yesterday, wasn't it? He was on the, but he was literally walking onto the pitch, um, and then Pedes went down, and then that was it. it was, it was his, you know. And then he made a person, he made the totty change, didn't he? Just afterwards, so he didn't get on. Um, but yeah, I think I'll give him a run against United and just see. And then I think he's gonna know, and that if he's done, if he's if he, we can get him back to anywhere close to what he was, or whether he's just done. Uh, in which case, yeah, it's um, see if we can shift him in Jan.
2: It's such a weird one with Jimenez, isn't it? Because obviously we've had the whole rhetoric around him, featuring for Mexico but not featuring Kobe, for yeah. Wolves. How injured is he? Is it you know if he is injured? How serious is it? It feels very cloak and daggers, and you know it does kind of feel like his Wolves chapters coming to an end.
1: I think it'll in January. I think Lopetegui. I think it's cheesed off that he didn't. State at Wolf. Mm. You know, I think he's uh, just going back to like, the World Cup question, might sound a bit crazy. I think Neves. It feels like you might have yeah. something to prove because I don't feel he had a great World Cup in particular. Mm. You know, Polino at Fulham's having you know, those question marks of why didn't Santos play him when Neves clearly didn't want couldn't play the the lone six or the wanted him too. So I think Nevers has got questions, but I'd think he had Barcelona in the summer. But little things like that, you know, I think Nevers will feel like. And I also think Nevers will want to keep us up as like one final parting act and then he'll leave in the summer.
2: Yeah. No, I, can see, I can see that as well. I say, like, I did find it a bit. I Because I think Nevers is such
1: like a standout player for Wolves. Yeah. He's underwhelming at Portugal. Every yeah. time I watch at Portugal, I think, oh man, this had a Nevers that like, I enjoy.
2: Yeah. I I I I, I have movie. struggled watching him previously for that, so I can, I completely got on board with it. Um, but we'll be back, guys. That wraps it up for today. We will be back after the Man United game. May not sure if it will, whether we'll be on on New Year's Day or whether we'll uh, we'll take the bank holiday off as it were. But we will be talking about the Man U game and also previewing the Villa game um, in 2023 which i was gonna say feels crazy and i'll know about getting the date wrong for the next six weeks and turning that two and just pushing that line and making it a three um (laughs) but big thanks to everyone who's listened live and also on podcast as well your support is greatly appreciative as it has been the entire year thank you so much for listening and interacting with us even if you've not enjoy parts of it or whatever we uh, you know contrary to belief we all we don't actually try to take on any of the feedback and things like that but um again genuinely big thank you to anyone who supported the supported the channel and supported the fancast um if you haven't already make sure you subscribe subscribe to us on youtube make sure you follow us on twitter facebook and instagram it's all wolves FanCast. we're really easy to find and big shouts out to our sponsors pixel yeti media and of course 90 min network as well until next time though it's goodbye from josh see you later it's goodbye from tom see you guys and it's goodbye from me see you next year